Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Personal Growth Project podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about actually a listener-requested topic, um, a question that was prompted after my most recent podcast episode, um, 17 Lessons I Learned at 17. Someone wanted to know, how do you know if something or someone is right for you? And I would actually say this is kind of my area of expertise, even though I'm only 17. I feel very strongly about my philosophy on this, and it's brought me a lot of peace. And trust me, I've struggled with, like, wondering whether something or someone was right for me. Um, I used to be a big overthinker, and, you know, even though things kind of would be... um, really difficult and it felt like I was having to force situations, I would just hold on to them because I didn't really know that I deserved much better. And I know there are unfortunately a lot of people who fall into that same boat where you're like, um, you're presented with a person who's kind of giving you mixed signals or like something that's kind of one-sided, something that you kind of feel like you have to really force your way into and yet you're still wondering if this something or someone is right for you. Well, I'm here to tell you, if you clicked on this video, the answer is no. The answer is most likely no. Um, When it comes to friendships now, I would say this is a little bit more different. So when it comes to relationships, like this whole soulmate thing, I do not believe that your soulmate is someone who you're going to have to force things with. I know that, like, for me at least, it's going to feel effortless when I meet that right person. It's going to be, like, the type of situation where I could just talk to this person for hours and hours on end. Um, And I know that that kind of connection exists because I've experienced bits and pieces of it before. Like, with... Um, a friend that I used to have in middle school, him and I could just talk for hours and hours and hours and laugh and never get bored. And so, you know, if I can already have that experience, I know, like, it's possible to have that with a romantic partner. So I keep high standards in that area of my life because I know that it's possible to meet someone who does check all of your boxes. Um, But anyway, as I was saying, With friendships, it's interesting because sometimes I believe that God puts friendships in your life that do kind of challenge you to become a better person. So my rule and my philosophy for this, if someone is right for you, because we'll get to the something part later, but with people, soulmates, if you're looking for a soulmate or like a very strong relationship, it should be effortless. It should just be this instant click. But when it comes to friendships, it should still feel somewhat effortless. Like, there should be this mutual feeling of interest in one another. Like, you should want to hang out with your friend as much as they want to hang out with you. But there still can be more ups and downs. Like, I feel like with friendships, there's more leeway for kind of having... um, differences and difficulties because I know that um, some of my most defining friendships um, and some of my strongest ones are the ones where we've kind of had like little fights here and there but learned to overcome things. So that's my philosophy on it but if you're really like in a phase of your life where you don't want to deal 
with issues anymore, then I will go ahead and say just the right people, period, both friends and relationships, should come easily. (laughs) And that's kind of the point of my life where I'm at right now. Like, the other day, I reached out to a friend, like an old friend from middle school, um, who went off to boarding school, and we used to be really good friends in middle school. Uh, He's such a cool person. He was the one who actually got me into coding um, back in eighth grade. We did cross country together, like really cool person, so smart, incredibly humble, very funny. When I was friends with him in middle school, I was, I don't know, I mean, I was so much less mature emotionally back then, but somehow we still had just like a really healthy friendship and we could always just laugh together. Like I couldn't help but laugh when I was around him. And so we've kind of, um, I think we've hung out like once or twice over the past few years, like not that much because he's always in another state. But anyway, since it's Thanksgiving, like I knew he was going to be probably coming home and I kind of felt this urge, like this gut instinct to reach out. And usually when I get a gut instinct, I act on it because God has almost never led me astray with my gut instincts. It's usually like either I act on a gut instinct and it like sets me up with someone or like some opportunity that ends up being the perfect fit for me or I make a gut instinct decision and then I figure out that something or someone is not right for me and I should just wipe them from my mind. Um, So this guy like kind of kept popping in my head and it's just weird because like There are no, like, environmental stimuli, I guess you could say, that would remind me of him. So I was like, hmm, this seems like a God kind of situation. So I reached out. I was like, hey, are you coming home for Thanksgiving? He took a little longer to respond than I felt like it should have taken. And I just had this gut instinct. No, no. Do not continue this conversation. And the interesting thing was I had been kind of thinking like, wow, you know, maybe this is just like a really great friend I need to reconnect with, you know, maybe I should feel sad over the fact that we kind of stopped talking. I think I kind of felt guilty about it or like kind of regretful in a way. And so God gave me this gut instinct to reach out. I reached out. He took like 12 hours or something to respond to a very simple question. Um, And so I automatically got this gut instinct telling me, no, like, leave it in the past, Abigail. And so I just did not respond when he was like, yeah, I'm coming back for Thanksgiving. I just, I closed the book. I let it go. And in that way, God was letting me release an old friendship and kind of just mentally dissolve it from my mind and move on. And I think that when you act on these gut instincts, God will show you usually that something is either very right for you or very wrong for you. And God has done that for me so many times. So in this case, this was like this gut feeling that it wasn't effortless. There wasn't that natural click. Um, Of course, like if someone's taking that long to respond, like you can do better like you should be hanging out with people who genuinely want to talk to you and spend time with you and so 
when this situation happened, I know that like years ago, it would have had me so upset. I probably would have been really hurt about it, but I've learned to become so in tune with my gut um, and I really believe that God connects with us and speaks to us through our gut um, that when this happened, I just knew like it was God kind of guiding me in the right direction and telling me, Abigail, yeah, I know you've been feeling like some sort of regret about this friendship. You kind of wish that, you know, maybe things could be the way that they were in middle school. I don't know. I was kind of like in this nostalgic mood when I reached out because I was like, you know, I really miss um, the friend group that we all had back in eighth grade, right? And so I reached out um, and God used that to show me I know that you miss it, but things are not going to be the same way that they were and you need to let go. And so that really helped me let go because it wasn't effortless. And I felt no guilt about that decision to let go. It felt freeing. And that's just the kind of like effortless, good, peaceful feeling that you have when you're following your gut. Now, on the flip side, let's talk about what it looks like when someone, you know, does click for you. This is very important. I will say, hmm, I can't give away too much, but my freshman year, um, I will preface this by saying that I think some people can click for you like momentarily, but I don't think that it has to be a forever kind of thing. Sometimes people just click for you um, because of the moment or like the stage of life that you're in. So you know, not every friendship or relationship has to be a forever thing. And that was definitely the case for this one. It was not a forever thing, but um, in the moment that I was in, it was really perfect for me. So I took the ACT um, in 2021, April. This was when I got my 35, like, because I was taking it for the first time. Super excited. Um, The day after I took the ACT, Well, I remember I had seen this guy when I was waiting, like, before the ACT, and he walked in with, like, a bag of chips and a calculator, and I don't know. Um, I think we might have made eye contact or something, but I didn't really think much of it. Anyway, after the test, I was on Instagram, and I saw that this guy had posted something on a story, right? And I don't know why I did this because in 2021, like, that was my freshman year and that was the time when I was really, really, like, insecure, very shy. Like, I did not start conversations with people, but I kind of got this urge to just, like, respond to his story and ask him about the ACT. I don't know why because it was so unlike me, but as I said, like, God definitely gives you gut instincts. Um, and if you've been following along with my podcast, you'll know this guy that I ended up dating, actually, um, that relationship or, like, the ending of that relationship was actually what birthed this podcast. So, I can't say that my instincts led me astray because they did get me here. But anyway, I responded to a story. I was like, hey, what did you think of the math section? Because I was actually curious about it, to be fair. Um, But it was just this instinct that I had, you know, I should send a message. Well, we got to talking and um, keep in mind, back then, I'd never had a boyfriend before. Um, I don't think that I had ever really had a 
guy like seriously like me so this was all very new to me we started talking like he really seemed to like me and I was just kind of blown away by like oh my gosh like what are the odds I would happen to reach out to someone who like I get along really well with and so as fate would have it we decided that we were going to meet up at a park one day and so I remember being so nervous. Um, my mom dropped me off because I obviously like could not drive back then. I was 15 years old. Um, she drops me off at the park. I remember feeling so nervous. I see him like standing across the field from like a really far distance. I walk closer and then it's just kind of awkward. We're just standing there because we're meeting for the first time because um, we'd only been texting and we started talking and it just flowed so naturally. Like, I've never really experienced anything like it before. Um, We just talked for a while, and it was a really good conversation. Um, We ended up walking kind of, like, by the water, and we sat by the water, and we talked for a while. And I just remember, like, (laughs) he looked at me, like, in this moment, and I could just kind of tell that he really, really liked me. And, um... I guess the rest was history because after that we started dating. And I think that I was generally lucky that that was my first relationship because, yes, while we were pretty much very incompatible in terms of, like, long-term vision, as I said, I think some people click for you temporarily. They're not a forever kind of thing. He was, like, I would say a very good first boyfriend. Um, just, I think that the way he showed love was very healthy, and I'm just very fortunate to have had that healthy experience, um, to start off with, because I know some people, um, who have a very toxic first boyfriend then go through the rest of life with, like, this warped perspective of love that's really just not good. But anyway, I share this story to make the point that, one, you should follow your gut instincts, Um, because that was a really fun summer. Like, we went to the park all the time. Um, I think he helped me with preparing for my ACT a little bit. Um, It was just a fun summer, you know, and I'm really glad that I acted on my gut instinct. Um, Now, the aftermath of that was not so pretty. Um... And it kind of ended, like, really quickly. I will admit it was my fault. I initiated things ending. Um, But it ending actually ended up starting this podcast because I was kind of really sad about it. Um, So everything ended up working really, really perfectly. And just the right things will lead you to the right places. And the right people you'll feel that effortless click with. Like, when I felt that gut instinct and we started talking and, you know, we met up and the conversation flowed so effortlessly, like, when he looked at me and I could really tell that he liked me, that's the kind of effortless that you want to be going for. (laughs) Or, like, the kind of effortless I had with my best friend in middle school. Not the one I reached out to, but, like, you know, the best friend I mentioned earlier in middle school where we could talk for hours and hours. That's the kind of thing you want to go for. Because those types of connections do exist, and you deserve them. 
Now, I will say, here's what you don't want. You don't want anything one-sided, and I'm sorry, but one-sided things are all too common. Heck, I was even, like, kind of in a one-sided kind of situation a few months ago. If you find yourself worrying about this person at all, they're not the right person for you. The right person will bring you peace and will make you feel constantly seen. You won't feel like you have to do any manipulation or mind games to win their attention. Like, it'll just naturally flow. Like, they'll naturally show up for you as much as you show up for them. There are no games involved. You don't have to, you know, wait five hours to respond in order to get them interested in you. Like, they will naturally be interested in you. And that's the beauty of it. That's what you want to go for. If you find yourself having to play games with a guy, let him go. He's not the one. You don't want to marry someone like that or even like date them in the first place because it's not going to bring you any sort of peace. Things aren't going to change once you enter a relationship with that kind of person. You're going to continually feel like you need to prove yourself because, you know, the dynamic that you have in the beginning will follow you through the rest of the relationship. So you want to make sure that you're starting off with a healthy, like, mutual affection, like a dynamic that's good for you and brings you peace and makes you feel secure. Because if you feel like you have to prove yourself or play games, then it's not going to make you feel secure. And if you find yourself overthinking what you're saying to this person, gone, gone, no. You should just feel, like, free to be yourself around the right people. Like, you should feel free to laugh, make funny jokes, um, talk about the things that you love. You should genuinely feel seen. Like, you should feel like they're making an effort to know what you really care about and how they can make you feel cared about. So, if you're not feeling that, let them go. Let them go. Uh, let me think of some other things. Oh, if you find yourself worrying about competition at all, no, let them go. Um, there's some guys I know with Snapchat who are just like talking to tons of different girls at once. I haven't had Snapchat and I'm so thankful for that. Never had a Snapchat account. Um, I would never, ever, ever take a guy seriously who is on Snapchat. Because I feel like, in my opinion, firstly, no high-value man has time to, like, sit around and, like, send snaps of himself out all day. Secondly, from what I've heard um, from friends, Snapchat is just not the kind of place where you're going to make, like, really deep connections with people, right? Because if it's really that deep, like, I feel like you should be talking to someone on the phone if you're really interested. Like, you should not be sending super short and abbreviated text messages back and forth. Like, that's not real connection. Real connection is having someone who, like, wants to talk to you so much that they'll call you on the phone. Or maybe you'll FaceTime if you can't see each other. Or even better, you hang out in person. You don't want this kind of thing where you have to just text back and forth throughout the day and you feel like you're trying to keep the conversation alive, that's not right for you. I can go ahead and tell you that much. If you feel like you're in that situation, let it go. I think I've covered all the bases when it comes to people. And 
this is mostly like with romantic relationships, but with friendships, if you're over the phase of your life where you have to force things and like learn harsh lessons about trusting people and feeling seen, then just go ahead and live by the rule that it should be effortless. Now, when it comes to now when it comes to like activities and things and opportunities the same rule applies but it's a little bit less strict so when i think of things things as in activities that are right for you number one rule you should be able to do it for hours without looking at the clock that's how you know you found your calling it's something that you can sit down and do for hours and hours and hours and like, you won't even look at the clock because you're so invested in what you're doing. That's what you want. For me, that's writing. When I sit down and write, oh, man, I could just write for so long. Like, I don't even look at the clock because I just love writing so much. I'm genuinely so immersed in editing what I've written, you know, getting all the ideas out that hours and hours have gone by and... Uh, my friends have to be really understanding of this because sometimes I'll be like texting someone, I'll put my phone down, start working on an article or on my book, and six hours will fly by and they'll just be waiting for a response and I'll be like, I'm sorry, I was writing. I can't help it. I just get so carried away and in the flow state when I write. Same thing with when I produce content, actually, like when I make podcast episodes, when I edit videos. Those are all things that I can do for hours. Same thing when I read. When you find these activities, those are meant for you. If you have something that you can just do for hours, something that you're naturally drawn to, something that's work, but that you find fun, go all in on that thing. For me, that's why I'm writing a book because I know, yes, I like making videos on TikTok and Instagram, but... I don't think that I'm as immersed in those things as I am in writing. And when I write, I'm just completely immersed in it and I know that it's right for me because of how I feel when I'm writing. And so that's why I'm going all in on it by writing a book. Leave those candles lit, which will be out, I believe. If it's not out by the end of 2023, it will be out by spring of 2024. I'm still kind of toying around with the deadline because I'm making good progress on it right now, but I don't want to rush it. So even if I have 200 pages ready by the end of the year, if I don't have time to, you know, go back over the book and edit and make sure that it's really, really good, then I'm not going to publish it. Because with the book, I mean, I just... I could imagine feeling so much regret if I rushed it, published it, and then just had to read it and realize that it was not my best work. Like, when you publish a book, it's literally being printed. Like, there is no edit button after you've sent it out to Amazon and people are literally picking up paperback copies. So I want to make sure that it's really, really good. Um, but anyway, I should get back to the point. So as I said, with activities, you should be able to do it for hours. That's how you know you've found your calling. And when it comes to like um, jobs, kind of things of that nature, 
I do want to make a point that you don't have to naturally be good at it because programming is something that I love. I love cybersecurity. I'm probably going to get a job in cybersecurity or programming, computer science, something of that nature. I did not start off being good at cybersecurity. In fact, I did not understand networking at all. It was um, a class that I had to take. It was so hard for me. I failed the um, CompTIA Network Plus exam my first try. I felt so discouraged because I studied so hard and I just didn't understand it. I worked hard, but it didn't feel like that much work the second time that I took the exam because I was genuinely interested in the content. And that is what makes the difference between something being right for you and wrong for you. Yes, well, I failed the Network Plus the first time. When I went to study it over the summer um, to retake the exam and get my Network Plus, it wasn't that hard because I was interested in the material. So it didn't really feel like work. It just felt like I was learning things that I was curious about. And the same thing with programming. I got annihilated in my first hackathon. I showed up with this little HTML website with really cute orange and blue colors. I loved it so much. I stayed up all night coding it. And I opened the project gallery um, after the hackathon closed and I realized I was clobbered. I had this simple website with a countdown timer and little buttons and everyone else had websites with AI integrations. Literally, like chat GPT is part of their website and I just had a few buttons and a timer. So yes, I was annihilated, but I didn't even care about how badly I lost because I was just so excited to be learning programming because I genuinely enjoyed it. Now, I think that pretty much covers it for if something is right for you. I will also kind of talk about how to know if a place is right for you because let me tell you, I went on a college tour um, it wasn't over fall break, was it? No, yeah, it wasn't over fall break. It was like last week, that's all I know. Last week or the week before that. So yeah, I went on this college tour last week and I just knew as soon as I stepped on the campus of the college that I shall not name, it felt like home to me. And before that, I had been kind of between two colleges, um, I also can't name them because I don't want to jinx anything, but both of the two colleges that I was between both seemed to have very strong cons. Like with one of them, I knew that I loved the area, um, I liked their computer science program, I knew I'd have plenty of places to run, but I was worried about the type of people at that school, and I had a feeling that I might struggle to fit in. The other school, incredible computer science program, um, I knew that I was going to find people that I would genuinely fit in with, which is amazing, but I did not like the location. <laughs> no, I did not. I was genuinely like, there were just so many concerns about the location for me. Um, it wasn't really like the type of climate that I like. Uh, the traffic was really bad. <laughs> I just was not fully sure about either of those two options. Well, my mom and I went to tour a college um, last week, and as soon as we stepped on the campus, it was like the perfect fit for me immediately. I just 
could see myself there as soon as I stepped on the campus. I really hope that I get in. Um, I don't know if I'll get in or not. It's really in God's hands at this point, and I do trust that God will not take me to school where I'm not supposed to go. So I know if I do get rejected from this dream school, then it just wasn't meant for me, and I'll be fine with that. But I will say, this school, like, had no concerns about it. Like, it was just perfect for me in every single way. You see, as I said, with the other two schools, one of them, I was concerned about the people. Like, I wasn't sure I could find people who I could fit in with. I wasn't sure if I'd have a good social life. Other school was worried about location. This place not only had a great computer science program, perfect location for me, and there were plenty of like-minded people who I knew that I would be able to connect with. So, like, all those worries I had before about the school not having the right location or me ending up being really lonely were just, like, instantly squashed the moment I stepped foot on this campus. And it will be crazy if I end up going there because I can reference this podcast episode and say, you know, I knew it was right for me. Um, But either way, I've never experienced something like that before where I've just stepped on a campus and known that it was right. It was just this feeling of like, you know, there's just no doubt about it. This place is right for me. And honestly, that's the kind of feeling that you get when you're talking to the right person or when you're doing the right activity or in this example, when you're in the right place. So I hope that this helps. I hope this makes a lot of sense. I wish, I don't know, there's some parts I wish I could have more clearly stated but I can also make another podcast episode on this. I just wanted to talk about it because um, this theme of finding the right things for you has been all over my life recently, and I've just learned time and time again that when things are right for you, they just come easily. They're effortless. They're natural. You don't have to force things. There is no doubt when you're with the right person, or when you're doing the right thing. And I want you to think about that. There's no doubt, there's no worry. It just brings you peace. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. And I hope you all genuinely have an amazing week. I hope you get so much done. And I hope that you make some room for things that are right for you in your life. I will see you all in the next week's episode, and if you want, you can follow the podcast Instagram at Personal Growth Project Official. (laughs) I'll try to put it there. And I think that's it. I'll see you in the next week's episode.